Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. And now, the big debate on Lunchtime Live. Yeah, really sets the tone. But every Friday afternoon here on the programme, we like to host the big debate to try and get the definitive answer to some of the more difficult questions out there. And today is no different. We are asking, should chuggers be banned? That's right, chuggers, the name given to people who approach you in the street asking for a donation or maybe a subscription to a particular charity. And I'd love to know what's your thoughts. Do you mind it? Do you try and dodge them? What's your methods? 53106 if you want to get involved. We're actually, we've, um, we're going to do a poll and we'll give you the results of that towards the end of the programme. You can take part on Twitter. It's at Lunchtime Live NT or just text the word debate. Send it in to us with your answer. Yes or no. Should they be banned? Send that to 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. Or if you want to talk to us, you can call us. That's 1800 453106. Anya Myler is the CEO of Charities Institute Ireland and the Religious Affairs Correspondent with the Irish Times, Patsy McGarry, is both with me in studio today. Patsy, should sugars be banned? Am I in the green corner or the red corner? <laughs> as long as I don't have to blow a whistle and pull you apart. <laughs> I don't know, to be very honest about it. They're an absolute nuisance. You can't walk down a street in this city or indeed most towns today without being accosted by some kid and I'm not problem with the kids themselves yeah. looking for money. And and I mean, it's it's in your face every few yards and if you're rushing somewhere or whatever it can be just very intrusive and very 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 annoying and I know, I know what they do it I mean they're getting commissioned for it which is fair enough they have to make money young people everybody does have to make money but it's a, a very difficult way to make money because you're out there selling something that most people are not interested in because they're being co- accosted on the street going about their business and it's just a nuisance and I mean it certainly should be there should be more control of, of it at least mm. whether you ban it or not is another matter Okay Anya what's your view? Bound. Well, obviously, I'm here representing the charities whose whose face to face fundraisers are out there in the street every day. Um, I think, first of all, can I just maybe uh, break up one misconception about mm. it? Commission is not a basis of pay anymore for people that work in the sector. So, is to be fair, no, no, most of the big charities have their in house employed fundraising teams, and if they don't, the smaller charities would often use agencies. But again, those agencies are not based on a commission basis. So, just to make people aware of that, yeah. so in case anybody has a concern over that particular issue. So. How do they get paid? They, they get paid a wage. And in fact, most of them have committed to the living wage in advance of the government's plan for 2026. Most charities, most agencies would already be paying at that rate. So just, just so people are, yeah. if they're oh, worried no, about it that's out there a fair in the point. community. And I, I actually think that that is a point because I mentioned this at the start of the show today um, that we were going to be talking about this. Some of the texts that came in were from people actually making that point. So you're saying on you, if I go out now onto Grafton Street after the show, and I don't want to pick out any particular charities, sure. but one or two different representatives, no doubt. Sorry, have you got a minute? Can I stop you there for a second? And you know, you're kind of walking fast past them, pretending you're on the phone. I'm rushing to work on my lunch break. Um, they're not. They're just on a wage. That's it. There's no commission for how many people to sign up. No, right. All, all regulated, registered charities who have in-house fundraising teams will employ these people directly. And right. as I say, I smaller charities might use agencies, but they're also being paid. Your I view's been changed. Two minutes into the debate, Patsy. Not at all. <laughs> I am so relieved to hear that. Yeah. Because I used to feel guilty 
passing these kids because they're only kids they're students they're trying to make a bit of money for themselves it's a percentage of what they take or get on the street and now you tell me they're paid a regular wage whatever yeah. it is Listen, I'm delighted now I can walk by them without feeling guilty yeah Anya do you, do you make money out of it like do people sign up and they stop and take the time and you wouldn't believe I mean it shouldn't come as a surprise to us because we're the f- most giving nation in Europe and the mm. fifth most giving nation in the world but people sign up in their tens of thousands this is some of the most sustainable income the charities have are <laughs> long- an argument. Don't, don't, they really are though <laughs> yeah. to be fair and, and what I mean by that is the commitment of the actual people giving they stay with the charities for years Oh I get you I thought you meant method. from an environmentalist consideration no, Well indeed <laughs> that's, that's good to, to be fair But it, br- it brings up a much bigger more fundamental subject I mean we have so many charities in Ireland mm. and as Anya says we are a very generous people we're a very <gasps> giving people but I mean for instance we have seven major charities in Ireland dealing with homelessness <gasps> We have 42 charities dealing with overseas development. We have 48 charities dealing with suicide, stroke, bereavement. I mean, and every one of those charities is run by an administration, usually a chief executive who's on a six-figure salary. Uh, um, The monies that they collect, most, a lot of it actually, the monies that they actually do raise in fundraising goes to pay for administration and the rest of the money comes from the state. So, I I mean, there needs to be a massive rationalisation in charities in Ireland. Uh, And I mean, mean, this is not a new subject to raise. I mean, I wrote about it in the paper some some Mm. years ago. Uh, And I mean, I know it's a difficult thing to do. The government, for instance, when they set up the HSE were trying to amalgamate all the health boards to reduce administration and it's had, had the complete opposite effect. Okay, that we're only talking about, yeah. But I mean, there, there, we, we do not need all the charities we have in Ireland. Yeah. There needs to be much more radical amalgamation and certainly when it comes to administration because that's where a lot of the fundraising and goes. Would you agree with that, Anya? Because like you are, you're the head, the CEO of the Charities Institute. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, to be fair, I think there's a misconception about what's spent actually on administration at the end of the day. I've worked in private practice for all of my career up to date. And can I say to you now that charities are the best managed and the most efficient users of their capital that I have ever seen. There are no roles in charities that actually aren't absolutely essential. So, in fact, I would say to you that the money that is raised, yeah, for sure, some of it has to go into administration. You can't have a service without an administration. We're highly regulated. There's lots of standards to apply, but frankly, the impact that they deliver through the fundraising and through the the government money that they get is phenomenal. And I can say that with some surety, having been a private professional for most of my career. 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to join us here on Lunchtime Live today. Um, The fact that you have people, though, you know, coming up to you on the street and approaching you and can I stop you in just a minute and have you got two seconds and it won't take long and, and all of that... Is that, I don't know whether it's called, is it aggressive marketing? You know, that kind of put you on the spot, get you on the street. Does that not deter people from... You know, strangely enough, it doesn't. And uh, some of the the feedback post-COVID has been that people actually are welcoming the human interaction. There's few enough organisations today that you can have a conversation with. I mean, have you tried contacting your bank recently about anything without having to give them three security questions in the first instance? I wouldn't compare anything to the banks. Over a bot on the internet. So I think, to be fair, to people listen the people that go out on the streets representing the charities that are members of our organisation are highly trained they absolutely they commit to the fundraising codes that are both the charities regulatory authority codes and our own which is our, which are aligned with the European uh, Fundraising Association. So in no way are they supposed to be aggressive and they aren't and let me tell you if they are the charities welcome feedback but actually they get very little on this front it, a polite no thanks will absolutely deter 
a well-trained fundraiser on the street. What's that's your go-to that's line, That's a Patty? very good hard sell and if ever I'm in trouble I'm going to talk to you to defend me on you. There's a reason they're called sugars. The charity muggers because they stop people Do you accept that name? Not at all, I do not. Of course she doesn't. Fair. Like, sorry, well, did you sit down at your dinner recently and have your doorbell ring and it was somebody from a utility company trying to get you to ser- to, se- to change to another utility company? It's exactly the same You process. get the ring doorbell and you just ignore them. You no, just but, don't but answer you, the door. I mean, I would engage with people on my doorstep. I mean, I must be somebody who just likes to talk to other people. <laughs> but at the Anya, end that's of the why day, you're in the role you're in. Yeah, indeed it is. But I mean, I, like, it's legitimate. It is a legitimate way to connect with... You your potential base of customers, donors, whatever that might I be. I mean, to argue that this is a one way of in, uh, getting people to in, involve themselves in conversation and this is the whole argument, if you like, for sugar, I, I just can't buy that at all. You, I you, mean, th- it's the nuisance factor that really gets to me and gets to an awful lot of members of the I public. You're, strop- you're stopped in the street, you're rushing somewhere or whatever and you have to go through the whole rigmarole of either declining or I'm sorry, now I won't have to do that anymore because I'm getting paid anyway. But I just, just <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the, the annoyance of it. And I get, I, I t- totally get that from your perspective and I think as I say well trained people will just literally take the no thanks and and turn away but I would say to you that in fact the success rate of signing people up to commit to involve themselves in your mission, in your purpose, is actually really, really staggering through this particular uh, channel. Maybe on you, they're just like me and they forget that they've subscribed to something no. or they don't know how. I'm trying to, I have one or two subscriptions at the minute. I'm, I'm trying to get rid of I, I can't, I can't get out of them. Like, is that oh, well, not what it, to be what fair, it is? There, there is, anybody can get out of any commitment really, to be fair, on their direct debt side enough. of things. But most of the charities do really well to keep connection with the, their donors, telling them what they're doing with their money, giving them stats about, you know, the number of people that they've reached. And in fact, as I say, like my own son signed up to one a couple of years ago. He said to me that that was because somebody stopped him outside Trinity College as he was walking out. Pitch. Good sales pitch. That's exactly what they did in them. I mean, Anya, three years later, he's still given to that charity. Considering the widespread irritation that these people cause, you must receive complaints about this. We've received zero complaints. And again, no on a charity. poll that we did, no, not directly to us, and on a poll that I did with 10 Gosh. fundraising managers during the week, they would experience maybe one to two a week when they have people out in the but streets. Possibly you're asking the wrong people. No, you should no, no, be no, asking the be public. Fair, as I say, charities really want this feedback because at the end of the day, mm. it's all about their reputation. It's all about their trust. They use this as an opportunity to create awareness of their campaigns. It's regulated by the by the Gardaí. Is it, you have to get permission. Is that correct? It's licensed in in terms of money collections. This is not money collections. So the type of thing that you're talking about is an awareness campaign, and you might sign up over a longer period mm. of time. So that's we not regulated run, by the by we law. We want a voluntary. Um, uh, street diary for our members so that they aren't all out there at the same time that they're all not they're not you know there isn't five different charities on Grafton Street at any particular point okay, in time Okay so that's yeah. actually there's some level of sort of logistical or organising Absolutely for sure for sure there is Now to be fair if people are in shopping centres, if they're all managed by you know the shopping centres, right. these are just the streets that we're talking. Just, about. just some interaction from listeners on this. Richard's got in contact on Twitter at lunchtime live and tea, and he says I tend not to give to them as they get paid very little, and the charity likely doesn't receive that much either. If you support a charity, go direct and also check what percentage of the income that that, that actually is used on their core services. Martin has got in contact. Um, he's texting to say I think collecting char- the collecting change is a big miss. 
for a lot of the charities. Would have thought hardly anyone is carrying cash these days. Would they not? Would you not clean up with a card reader? But this isn't the same process. It's not the at same all. thing. These aren't the you know the shaking the bucket campaigns that we're talking no. about here. We're talking about a this totally is... different kind of fundraising. So what actually do you? you, you I have to be honest. I, I don't think I've ever stopped I just pretend sure. I'm on the phone or something but so do you, you you are just giving details for somebody to call you back is that how it sometimes that's the case sometimes it will be actually giving your details to that person who you've had an opportunity to talk with to understand what it is that the charity you're trying to achieve and and people will give their bank details and it will then be followed up to be fair when it comes back into the office do but you target certain areas of town or certain parts of there cities? has to be good streets so, there, naturally there has to be you're obviously yeah. going to go where footfall is where you think actually you're going to be en- able to engage with people People. Can you tell us where you ca- where you, where you well, target? Again, that, <laughs> so like that I can avoid there, there them are in the future. Lots of in Dublin. So, <laughs> where do you live, Patsy? Maybe you yeah. I'm not telling you. Talking <laughs> <laughs> about my door. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a, look it's a traditional method though and it's obviously been around for a long time but I mean like if you're saying the, the, the feedback's positive and there's no negativity and the feedback from their managers is positive <laughs> no, from, no, no what, what about the public you know to be fair as I say to you if this didn't work if this created a huge amount of complaints for charities they wouldn't do it because actually it would be counterintuitive to do that so it actually doesn't people get a chance to it tell just, their stories it just bears out what we always believe Irish people do not complain well, I'll tell you where they've complained. They've complained on, on our Twitter poll today, Patsy, because we've asked people, should sugars, people who approach you in the street asking for charitable subscriptions, be banned? 70% said yes, Patsy, and 30% <laughs> said no. So, so there you the we, have, we have the definitive I'm answer. I'm very surprised. Anya put up a very convincing case, yeah. but I'm delighted. Anya, absolutely. You fought <laughs> a hard fight much, there. Patsy. Anya Myler, Charities um, Institute of Ireland CEO, Patsy McGarry, Religious Affairs Correspondent too for the Irish Times. Thanks a million to you both for joining us on the programme today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.